Hello and welcome everybody. It is episode 13 of Beer 30. I'm your host Luke McDermott. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Drew Grill. Drew, it's Friday. Friday the 13th, 13th episode. You know it, man. Let's, Let's crack them. Ooh, that was good timing. Uh, thought of a name for the bar, our studio bar, and it's been right in front of our face this whole entire time. That. Wilson's. Oh, it's my. just Wilson's. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I mean, Easy. <laughs> our king and our lord and savior. <laughs> but yeah, uh, welcome to Wilson's, everybody. Yeah, we're starting it off talking about King the Conqueror being cast. Jonathan Majors. Now, I don't have a lot to say about the casting itself. I know Drew does, but he is, um, I believe, main character in Lovecraft Country. The main, yeah, the main yeah, character. He plays okay. Tick, the the main character. So, do you have any like how like because I've never I haven't seen him in anything. I looked up his IMDb. Yeah, didn't see him in anything. That was the only thing that I saw that you knew of. Okay, so first thing he's he's amazing in Lovecraft Country, and now he's getting cast in the MCU. We're gonna have. The next like three four years being Jonathan Major's like moment in his career because he's you're gonna see him in everything I feel like because obviously he's in Lovecraft Country which is J J Abrams and Jordan Peele produced oh that, yeah Percy's over there just getting it <laughs> Luke Luke's cat has a cone on right now and he is just freaking out um but anyway uh one he's gonna have a moment two love the casting because he's I guess until the last episode of Lovecraft Country, I have not seen him have like a bad acting performance. There's like a five to fifteen second in the last episode of Lovecraft Country, which is probably like episode five or six or something like that, where there was a point where I was like, "Man, that was really bad acting." But it's also he's like he's in distress, so he's like screaming and like mm-hmm. it just it didn't fit yeah. for me. But uh, that and then the other thing is so. John, surprise, he is a black man. And there are going to be people because Kang the Conqueror is a descendant, depending on what comics, of Reed Richards or Doctor Doom, which is Fantastic Four, which is a huge thing, which I'm sure we'll get into in a sec, for the MCU to bring in the Fantastic Four. But there's going to be these fucking douchebags, just like when everyone wanted Idris Elba to be James Bond. They were like, well, James Bond's not black. He's a fictional fucking character. Shut your fucking mouth. Like, that's... Oh. I see. I don't... I, all right. I don't care about um colors, like, swapping characters or... It's gen- fictional. If it's not, like, a historically based thing, like, if you made fucking William Churchill black, yeah, I'd have a problem with it, but, like... It's a comic book character. Yeah. Who cares? Well, I guess the thing about it is the MCU is just basically a new like version of the comics. So how Thor gets rebooted as Lady Thor, this is just a reboot of comics basically in its own universe. So you can't get mad at like how they're gender swapping and yeah. race swapping and all it, that stuff because it's just a reboot of the comics itself so it's they're just rebooting the character in a new just race, like gender just like in the comic books there's different storylines there's different universes like miles morales and peter parker different universes in some of the comics some of the comics are the same universe like but the mcu is its own line that's why like 
whenever like I remember Infinity War and Endgame came out and you got you and I were looking up all these different theories and like and a lot of people were like, Well this happens in the comics, so like this might happen, yada yada yada. They don't they base the character off of like their motivation and stuff in the comics. They do that very well and then they make their own story out of it. Which is great, but like I'm, I know there's gonna be some douchebags that are like, "Oh, Kang's a conqueror." Well, he's actually like green and pink or whatever the yeah, hell he's he like is. Green but, and purple. And yeah, but like there's gonna be some that. assholes. I've... Yeah, that's those are terrible colors. Yeah, it's not awful. It's just not terrifying if a dude shows up with a bunch of pink and green, and he's but like, you know, I'm the bad guy. Everyone's just gonna laugh him off the stage. He's a time traveler, right? Yeah, That's see, like I was hoping main... you were going to know a little bit more. Okay, so I actually yeah. know a little bit more about him. So, like you said, he's a descendant of Reed Richards. Um, and the whole, this whole new phase is going to have to deal with what the Avengers did in Endgame. So, Loki created a new timeline, and he's dealing with the Time Variance Authorities. Or that's like what the theory is out there. And those guys are time cops. Dude. And it's Owen Wilson's a time cop. <laughs> that just makes you think of the Rick and Morty episode with, like, like Keegan-Michael Key, where he's, like, the time cop. Oh, like, yeah. Test monster. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. But uh, Kang's showing up in Ant-Man 3, which is, like, the basically, not the trippiest, but it's the one that, that and Doctor Strange are the only two movies that have directly dealt, besides Endgame, have directly dealt with other dimensions. Um, Which I think they're both going to play big parts in each other's new movies. I oh, think yeah. Ant-Man's going to play a big part in the new Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is probably going to have something to do with the new Ant-Man. Yeah, and so here's the thing. the I guess what I've heard, basically, is since they started meddling with time, that tipped Kang off, that they're like basically ready to be fought and shit uh yeah i get what you're saying so like, what happens yeah. is kang is a descendant of reed richards who is um technically like the leader of the young avengers as well so reed richards descendant becomes a leader of the young avengers so i think we will be seeing young avengers i think we're going to be seeing a bit more time hopping and stuff like that i hope they kind of cut back to even some of the original phase movies and kind of like not fuck with them but hop through them and mess with them um but yeah like kang is the one of the best villains if you ever want to get chris evans harbor downey jr um scarlett johansson back in the mcu for a movie or two this is how you do it because you mm -hmm. can jump back to old movies now and then everybody be like oh yay RDJ but was back for a movie. That's yeah. awesome. Which that's gonna cost yeah, a lot. Yeah. Well Marvel. he cost ten million for like <laughs> seven minutes in Spider Man, so Yep. Um No I'm I'm I think I'm completely with you on all that. Uh man, I had a point and I just totally just totally got lost off the top of my head. Um oh yeah, uh why I like the pick of Jonathan Majors is cause one if anyone out here is listening that watches Lovecraft Country, please let me talk about it with you because I have no one to talk about it with and I really want to talk about it. Two, it's like sci-fi and fantasy and like magic is intertwined. So like him acting out like 
basically an evil time traveler. This cat with the cone is just losing his mind. Uh, but him acting as like basically like a a war or fight hungry like time traveler makes sense in the realm that I've seen him act in because like he's used magic and he's not used magic in the show. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like magic is a part of the show and he's the main character. So obviously he's like a staple in it. So I love the pick on that. And also like, I don't know if this is like mean in any way, but Kang the Conqueror has like a weird helmet. That's like a square helmet. And Jonathan Taylor's got a big old fucking square ass yeah. head. <laughs> like, no offense to the man. He's a good looking dude. I will say that right off the top. Especially like in that show, me and my roommate watch it weekly. And every time we see that dude shirtless, it's just like, dude, seriously? Like, come on. Like, He's already a Marvel I, character. Dude, like, I feel so insecure when he takes his shirt off. It's ridiculous. But yeah, Perfect he's like, like they literally don't need to put him through the that's a great point they don't need to put him through the mcu like training or whatever percy you poor poor bastard with that cone on he just he's just not liking it <laughs> uh, if anyone hasn't figured out percy is the official mascot of beer 30 it is luke's cat god do i feel bad for this cat with this cone on <laughs> oh now you won't leave <laughs> all right so do you have anything else to say about this? Because I just think the implications are big. I think we're going to see a lot more time stuff. We also, Fantastic Four, Young Avengers. Like we know, Fantastic Four is coming. Is coming. Is coming. The coming. The coming. <laughs> we know Fantastic Four is coming, but Young Avengers is a big possibility now because King the Conqueror is one of the leader of the Young Avengers, and then there's a whole storyline where like. He killed, like, the leader kills Kang the Conqueror and then kills himself, even though Kang's like, you know, that's not going to fix the timeline. He's like, yeah, but it'll prevent me from becoming you or something like that. So, since he's an Ant-Man 3 and he's the leader of the Young Avengers or whatever, so that means if that happens in the MCU that, like, Ant-Man will defeat him in some way, but they'll still be, like, he'll, he'll be the good guy now. Like, he'll be, like, on their side, you know what I mean? That's exactly what happened in 2 with Ghost. Well, no, that's not that's not what's going to happen, in my opinion. What what will happen is, okay. I think Kang the Conqueror is so experienced with time that he's got, like, these things that are called, like, time remnants. But this is from The Flash on DC, like, CW. But basically, you go back in time so, and you create, you're, like, in so many different places at time, in time at one time that even if you died at a certain point that you would still exist somewhere else. So like, I think they could kill him and then he'd be like, yeah, you might've killed one version of me, but that doesn't mean I'm dead because he, he lives in basically every timeline and he is like an expert on time. If I remember correctly, but I don't think the MC wants to get too bogged down with like multiple time. I think that's why they're making Loki its own show. Just kind of like, yeah, we're going to do this one thing, but, like, if you want to bring the Young Avengers in, I don't think it can be a different timeline. Well, I don't think it would be a different timeline. So It would be a different version is, of him from a different timeline no, coming in. So the Young Avengers, uh-huh. that dude, like, grows up and becomes Kang the Conqueror. Like, when he gets, like, a Nightwing kind of thing, but becomes evil instead. 
Okay, I'm down with that. Yeah. If you give, dude, I want. We've been talking about this because I've been playing it. Infamous Second Son. Mm-hmm. But like, I want a storyline like that for somebody in the MCU. Or fuck, if DC can do it, DC would probably do it better. Like, yeah. I mean, all Black four Adam like, might be that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but start them off, like, like in the Young Avengers, they're good, they're good, like working on it, like whatever, and then just something happens and they just switch. But make it like two, three movies that we watch this over, and then maybe the third movie, halfway through, he's like the bad guy. Well, what I'm thinking might happen is I think what we might see is the Young Avengers get brought around. And but Jonathan we... Majors is also not that young. When I see when I think Young Avengers, I'm thinking like 15, 16 year olds. No, yeah, no. He's see, like, that's the thing though. But like, yeah, what would happen is throughout we we'd get like a Young Avengers movie, and then we'd get them in like part of the next Avengers movie, and then like one of the big finales would be you learn like because Kang the Conqueror is supposed to be Phase Four's like main villain or whatever phase this is. I always forget. There's so I many phases. Five. This phase is yeah. the main villain. So it's like, he's going to be Did in they multiple say movies. I think so, yeah. Okay. But my thinking is, we get a new Young Avengers. We get a young 15-year-old black kid that plays, I'm not even Jonathan sure who Majors. they would play. But I like I don't, I don't know. I can't remember who the descendant is. Or I don't, I don't remember, like, the idea, the basic idea is, like, they, that we get, we fall in love with this character, blah, blah, blah. Like, the real fans know who it is, but then you get that big reveal in the end that this this character that everybody loves becomes this villain that everybody hates. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on it, but, like, so, when I read that Kang the Conqueror is a descendant of Reed Richards and or Doctor Doom, depending on what route they go, they might, dude. They might not even make him related. Honestly, they might yeah. just. I, I don't think that they will. I don't think they're just gonna completely fuck that off. But they might. Descendant, like when you read it, it's not his son. It's not his grandson. It's pat. It's at least past that in my mind when I read descendant, because you would just say it's his grandson or his son. And if you say descendant. Well, I think I think the reason you I might have found Descendant is because it varies so often in the yeah. comic books. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is his son or grandson that becomes Kang most of the time. Okay, okay, that's then that's then I'm cool with all that. But when I read Descendant in my mind, it's it's past grandson. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm a descendant of my father. Whatever, I'd be like, yeah, that's my dad. To somebody, you know, yes, that yeah, makes I any get, sense. I get what you're saying, but technically, like, I think in the technical sense, that's kind of where I don't like, like that terminology. Yeah. Like, sits. obviously, I am a descendant of my father. Like, that's how that works. But just, just the use of the word makes me think a little differently than so. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I'm really interested to see what what happens here. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, he's gonna be such a good villain. I, again, somebody out there has to have watched Lovecraft Country, and I need you to DM me or text me or whatever. I need to talk about this show with somebody because it's wild. The last episode, I watched it last night. It comes out on Sundays, but I didn't get around to watching it until last night. It's fucking nuts, dude. Like, 
absolutely bonkers. I have to watch the show. I just don't. There's there's a there's a mix of everything in it. Like, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but there's like, I mean, magic and like fantasy and horror and like racism because it's all in the fifties and it's about a family of black characters, not family, multiple families of black characters. So there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens there. Oh man, you got it. There's, uh, like they're trying to find. They're trying to go to the Garden of Eden, like uh, like this. Yeah, this white family that's long descendants of uh, this guy named Atticus or something like that. No, that that's his name. That is because they call him Tick, but his name is Atticus, and it took me forever to figure out why sometimes they called him Atticus. Anyway. Wild show for the love of God. Anyone out there, please talk to me about this show. On to segments. Segments. We're going to start with, we got to start with rounds. Okay. So I don't have a round. You don't have a round. Okay. Well, I, got... I could buy a round, but it would it'd just be for Percy's doctor. This <laughs> little dummy. Our little mascot. Look at you. Just... He's just staring angrily in his little cone over here. I would buy a round, but it would cost so much that I'm not going <laughs> to I can't afford the round. <laughs> Okay. All right. So one, my first round. I'm not a cons. I'm not a conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorist, but I. This is just based off the headline that I saw that this woman in China had evidence. She says she has evidence that the coronavirus was created in a lab in Wuhan, China. That's just. That's just the headline. I really don't believe that. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Well, I can explain that headline, actually. But I'm going to let you But I'm buying around for this lady because that's real. You're murdered. You are getting Epsteined bigger than Epstein got Epsteined. Well, I mean, people just wouldn't care because at that point it's in China and, like, people just die in China for... People didn't care about Epstein. I mean, like I mean, we all people, we we what can we do? We yeah, we made a meme out of it. Well, there's nothing that we can do oh, about uh, it I'm, besides make a meme. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But look, she's getting murdered. Okay, and but she here, needs to go out with a round. So I'm buying her around. <laughs> let me explain that really quick. So there are multiple animals in the world that have coronavirus strains. Cows are a big one. This lab that it supposedly came from was working. To figure out, just like learn more about coronavirus. And the idea is that either a bat got out, it leaked, the bat caught the coronavirus from like the runoff or something like that, and then that bat died and then was sold in the wet market. And like the issue in China is the wet market because there's a bunch of unregulated meat there, like just completely unregulated meat. And that's as much as I know about it, so I'm not going to jump into like how bad the yeah. wet market is. But like that is basically the like if it was created in a lab, it wasn't created to be a weapon. They were just like testing it, yeah, okay. and then it got out. Like she's still murdered. Oh yeah, she's still so Epstein. But I wish everyone listening could see my face when you said the words "unregulated meat." Is that what you just? Yeah. I'm gonna gag if those two words put together. That's just unregulated meat. Yep. 
Yum, right? <laughs> That's like somebody just getting roadkill, like literally going oh, yeah. and picking up roadkill and selling it. I'm like, yep, <laughs> you're good to go here. We use every part of the roadkill. <laughs> okay, so round number Yikes. two. Uh, second round goes to Dave Grohl, because did you see the video? Uh, okay, so a couple months ago, this. I can't remember her last name. It starts with a B, but her first name's Nandy. I'll remember that because that's an adorable name. Nandy. She's a 10-year-old girl. Oh, she, it says British, so I'm assuming she lives in England, but that could mean a couple different countries. Anyway, she drummed along with Everlong. I think I the, saw I think The I Food Fighters song. Yeah. And it's a hilariously adorable video because one, she's right on. Like she can, yep. and that's not in Dave Grohl drumming and following that one as a grown adult is crazy Two as a 10 year old girl. Absolutely not. She's perfectly on time, has it down. And also like towards the end of the video where it's the drums start getting crazy. She just starts screaming. Like, like she's having a blast. It's so much fun to watch. It's hilarious. And then, uh, so that video is her, challenging dave grohl to like a like a video like drum off kind of thing so dave grohl came back i think it was on monday and then today's thursday when we're recording he came back with a video of a song that he wrote about her called nandy and super adorable like lyrics like uh like number one super girl best drummer in the world like stuff like that like She's going to save the world with rock and roll. I'm pretty, her rock and roll is like one of the lines or whatever. It's actually one, a banger of a fucking song <laughs> to the video. Uh, the, the video that you find is her watching Dave Grohl's video that he sent her. So like you see her reaction, there's a solid 45 seconds where she doesn't move. She just got her hands on her face like this jaw dropped home alone style. Exactly. Home alone style. Like she's not moving. Cause fucking dave grohl just mm-hmm. wrote a song and she's a 10 year old girl yeah and she's a i mean am <laughs> i like so it's super adorable all the way up until the song ends well it's still adorable but like up until the song ends she's like baffled that that just happened to her at 10 years old and then she gives out a big oh thank you dave grohl oh big thank you <laughs> The hardest F on it. I can't stand listening to English people say thank you. <laughs> it's so funny. Just well, I'm gonna buy a round for Dave Grohl because that was a video literally everyone on planet Earth needed. And two, that ah, she's underage. So I can't buy her ground. That's fair. But get on you, Nandy. But also, thank you. Say it with me, thank you. <laughs> so thank you thank you alright <laughs> into the bounces fuck the English sorry <laughs> I'm gonna start because Drew's gonna go off on his bounce so I'm bouncing my drywall people first day they come by first of all this drywall has been broken since July 4th I've had a hole in my ceiling for fucking two months we will we lit some fireworks inside of luke's apartment no there's a pipe that was just leaking into my apartment it was like it was bad no it was a bad break it was not yeah you sent me the picture and i was like that's fucked and i've had a hole there since july 4th they have 
finally come to fix it last Thursday. They came and did the original round, and it was terrible. Like it just looked so bad. They came back the next day to like sand it up, and it was like they looked exhausted. They were done after like three or four hours of work because she called me when they got there, which was like one. And I'm sure they worked before that, but they're sanding drywall. Like I know it's annoying, but it's not really easy. You could do that. It's just half asleep. It's just annoying. They get here, they touch it, they go, "Yep, that's too wet. We're gonna have to come back next week." So they leave, and then I go touch it, and it's dry as shit. Like, they definitely could have fixed it. It's not even done yet. Like, it's getting painted tomorrow. I could have had this shit. Like, I'm so sick of having to wait for people to come in and out of my apartment. I'm Like, I've been working from home this whole week, and it's just annoying. Because I have to basically just guess when they're going to be here. And I fucking hate that. And also, Percy's been in the at the vet. So, like, it's all it's just been a shit show of a week. And they could have had it done sooner, so fuck these guys. I'm bouncing them. Bounce them. I kind of had the same thing, actually. Somebody was coming to fix the drywall behind my washer. One, they I live in an apartment. They did not give me 24-hour notice. And uh, it was raining that day, and I get off work when it's raining hard enough. So I came home at like noon, like four or five hours before I usually get off. And there's just some dude... Working on my dryer or my on my washing machine in my apartment, which I might have left some things out that I don't want, you know. Some water pipes. I made, yeah, you know. For tobacco. So, so yeah, some stuff like that that and it might have smelled a little bit because it was Sunday after a long week. It was Monday, but like Sunday after a long weekend, I was just kind of hanging out in my apartment, you know, doing my own thing. I came home and just what? Also, this dude had long. He was like. Um, around 40 years old, long hair, in a bun, with a goatee, and he's working in an old pair of Jordans. So we were cool. <laughs> I think he didn't care. But yeah, no, I hate that shit. Like, that's the worst part about renting and living in an apartment, is you don't just take care of that yourself. Yeah. Oh, and then the guy that came also told me, he goes, yeah, I was cleaning some of my stuff up, and your sink's backed up. So you're going to want to get that figured out. And I was like, did you back them up? By cleaning out your, like, plaster in my sink, because I know that's what you're using. To, yeah. Like, fucking yeah. coat it again. Ah, I mean, I, me personally, I, you, have a, you have a bushier beard than I do. It's probably just that. Oh, no. Unless it wasn't, That wasn't even the sink. So, oh, I, okay. it was not the sink that I, I have two sinks, because. Because he's rich as fuck, yeah. folks. He's out here Yo, rich as wow. Fuck, sick. dog. No, Two no. sinks, one bathroom. Yeah, it's sick. I love Boom. that. I'm so right. okay. This beer 30 money's coming in, folks. <laughs> yeah, wait. No, not really. It's <laughs> Yo, actually... we haven't seen a cent on nope. any. Okay. Yeah. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Please. Any beer. <laughs> any, Literally any beer out there. <laughs> okay, maybe not any beer, but... Any beer but Miller Lite. Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay so my bounce oh i'm gonna try not to scream okay and we're gonna try to keep it concise yeah so i i tweeted yesterday we don't have it at we're not releasing on wednesdays anymore mainly this week because i watched football until my eyes bled this weekend and we usually record on the weekends 
I also got Percy back Tuesday night, which is like when we record. And all yeah, that shit, so. and yeah. Anyway, so the Rams played on Sunday night against the Cowboys. Anyone out there who watched the game, you know how the game ended. It ended with the Cowboys throwing the ball deep downfield and Gallup, their receiver, catching the ball and getting an offensive pass interference, which I just showed Luke this video because he wasn't watching. I'm I'm a Rams fan fucking through and through. That is not offensive pass interference. Not at all. No. Um, yeah. It... But the thing that nobody's talking about is earlier in the game, Jared Goff threw for 275 yards and two interceptions. The second interception he threw was the biggest pile of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. He's throwing the ball, and he gets basically punched in the face. Like, like honestly, he's obviously got a helmet on. Yeah. But, like, open hand, like, on his face when he's throwing the ball. That is illegal hands to the face. You cannot do that. Not at all. No flag. Throws an interception. The Cowboys go down and get seven points out of it. Like, he returned it to, like, their own, like, or to the Rams' 20-yard line. So they only have, like, 20 yards to go. They get it. It might have been a field goal. It was either a field goal or a touchdown. Either way, they get points out of it. Mm -hmm. So the Cowboys shouldn't have even been in the fucking game in yep. that situation at the end of the game because the Rams could have taken that and scored after that 15-yard penalty. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to the game shakes out how it shakes out. I'm bouncing NFL referees. Dude, I, I'm in. I I have multiple things on this. One, I understand that they have the experience, and that's why those guys are doing it. But we have like 50, 60-year-old men refereeing NFL games. They can't keep up. Their no. eyes are going. They Like, what are we doing? Two, it, back to the end of the game, like, why is your whistle even in your fucking mouth on that situation? Yeah. Like, no one, I mean, there's no one in the stands, but no one on, at least right now, no one on TV's watching the game to watch you blow your fucking whistle. Yeah. Like, let these dudes play. These are freak fucking athletes. Let them play. Unless it's getting would, actually dangerous. I would rather deal with the consequences afterwards like not blowing that call and there's gonna be some people being like yeah you know that might have been offensive pass interference rather than people being like that wasn't offensive pass interference you blew the game yeah you completely blew it i don't know why we don't have dudes our age like 25 to 30 who know what they're doing refing games because oh i guarantee i dude i get that there's a lot of experience that comes with it Dudes our age could ref it, I would say, five to ten years older than us, 30, 35, could ref this game mm -hmm. way better than 50-year-olds. They've been watching it since, the, on TV, no less. Like, these old, like, older generations probably were watching it maybe on TV when they grew up. Yeah, I don't yeah, even, yeah. 50 um, and 60, right? That was like, 70s, ooh, probably. That was like right yeah. around the era that, like, TV really came out. When did they start? showing football anyways probably, probably 70s i guess people our age have grown up with this we know the rules we know what it is we've played the sports we've like there are people not me but there are people out there that know this shit like it's the back of their fucking hand they know mm -hmm. it better than the back of their mm -hmm. hand they should be the ones that are first of all able to keep up with the players able to actually see 
their mind is functioning at its peak, basically. So it's like I'm not trying to like no, I'm down not belittling these yeah. fifty year old men. They know what they're doing. Go to college. Go to high school. Like you'll be an amazing ref there. You can't keep up with these twenty to thirty five year old freak athletes. You're they're the best of the fucking best. It's just it's just like biologically true. At the age of fifty, your eyes are going. Yeah. And I've not ever once seen one of these motherfuckers wear glasses. I'm, uh, they have to have some sort of like physical test to actually. But get this into is this. also but like, like this is also the same sport that uses chains to measure ten yards. And we have the tech. Have you ever watched tennis where they have like the ball, whether it's in or out? Yep. Dude, we have the well, technology. Uh, we, we have the technology to basically take over almost any position. Every like. Football is about the only ref. I think we've talked about this before. Ba- baseball is the only one where I want there to be an umpire, at least behind the plate, because there's the human error of the strike zone that like makes sense with baseball at least a little bit, like because that just it. If you know baseball, that makes a little bit of sense. Everything else, like for especially like on like inches plays or like where it's like right on the line for football. We could have something that literally could get you down to the thousandth I mean, of a foot, like the, the thousandth. The amount and you of know camera you're angles, exactly right. Like, yeah. you could put it, something in the ball, yeah. where it knows. It, I don't understand it. Third point that I'm going to make, so we don't make this way too long. Again, like I said, I'm a Rams fan. This is the second time in the past three years that a call like this has gone against the Rams and both times we all know the Saints one that got the Rams into the Super Bowl which led to maybe one of the most boring Super Bowls of all time because the football gods were pissed off I'll say it right now that was pass interference in that NFC championship game where he literally shoves the guy like it egregious pass interference it's not the Rams fault like but we keep getting put in this situation where it seems like and anyone out there who's got a favorite NFL team and you watch that uh or that Sunday night game against the Cowboys this week where Jalen Ramsey the cornerback totally sells it like he he acts he flops a little bit there's not a single NFL fan out there that can't tell me that you wouldn't want your cornerback to do the exact same thing in that situation. So like, it, that's why I'm bouncing the refs because it makes it look like it's on the Rams again. Like we did yeah. something. And basically <laughs> yeah. the first one against the Saints in the NFC Championship basically ruined football all of last year because then you could all of a sudden start challenging pass interference plays, which they imme- which is not the Rams' fault. That's the Saints fans' fault because they got all up in arms and started like protesting and marching in the streets. One, you're right, that was pass interference again. I like I'll say it a billion times. That was egregious pass interference. But you ruined the league for that and then they immediately took that the challenging pass interferences away this year because refs when you challenge pass interference, they're going to go to the booth and they're not going to change their call because it makes them look stupid. Yep. Just, I mean, NFL refs are such big headed, like, I run this field between these lines, like, bullshit. Like, they can all suck a big old bag of dicks and get bounced, bitches. Oh, my God. It makes the, like, it makes the Rams 
looks so bad. And I I mean, that just personally happens to be my team. But like if that happened if both of those things happened within three well, years, the Seahawks Packers team, thing, right? Oh Jesus. The, yeah, the catch, the yeah, the, the interception catch. The interception catch. I can't remember what they call that. The the fail Mary, that's what they call it. The fail Mary. The hell like, on earth. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Like I don't they're dumb. They are fucking morons. And I don't like. They have too much ego. That's the issue. Yeah. They have no humility. If they make a call and realize it's bad, they won't fix it because they're like, "Nope, I'm too smart to make a bad call." I got the experience. These twenty-four-year-old freak athletes who could beat my ass within an inch of my life in two seconds. One like, punch, and I'd be in a fucking coma for the rest I mean, of my life. God, they have such a. F- they have referees have a short man complex. The ref complex. The referee complex. It's a new. It's that's the new term Just for Napoleon complex. Yep. Straight up, referee oh, complex. God, I hope that wasn't too long for people listening. But I had to. I had to get that out. I was so mad. Like obviously, I was happy my team won. But like, just making you look like shit. Yeah, we when we went to the Super Bowl, I was ecstatic. But at the same time, I was like, we kind of don't deserve to be in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And then it ended up. What was it like? The Rams scored three points, and we were like yeah. the highest scoring offense in NFL that year, maybe in history, like for our year in NFL. We're up there, like with one of the most highest scoring offenses that year. Scored three points in the NFL. It's because the football gods were pissed off because the Rams shouldn't have been there. It should have been a Drew Brees against Tom Brady Super Bowl, which we all would have loved. I would have sat there as a Rams fan who just lost in the NFC Championship and soaked all of that in because. Drew Brees is the most famous Drew of all time. Ah, not the most famous, the best Drew of all time. Most famous is Drew Barrymore. I was gonna say Drew Barrymore. Yeah, who, yeah. who cares about her? I don't know. Right. <laughs> Into our second topic, half topic: The Mandalorian season two trailer dropped, oh, and let's holy go. shit! Let's go. I am so pumped. First of all, I don't know if we've ever talked about Mandalorian on here, but let me just say this is the best piece of Star Wars that Disney has produced. Without question. Hands down. It might be one of the best Star Wars products there is just straight up. Yeah. Like, I will buy anything. Yeah. The original trilogy, this is it's like it. It's like this it, and the Clone Wars are like right oh there my for God, two completely yeah. different reasons. Because like I was Look, a kid, Clone Wars, and that's well, obviously a kid show. But. I mean, Clone Wars fills in so many fucking gaps. So many gaps. So many. And it, it, it makes shows you, up like it makes you understand Anakin's yeah. fall. It makes you, it like really like highlights all these. Anyways, Mandalorian right up there with Clone Wars, just below the original trilogy, but it gives you the original trilogy feeling. John Favreau's a genius. I cannot wait for season two. So let's just go through some of the stuff that we saw. So trailer opens his ship. I totally forgot the name off the top of my head. I know it. I dude, I don't want to say Milano, but I know that Star Lord shit, and I cannot. Remember. God, I'm, I'm mad. But it's it's messed up. It's, it's like real visibly fucked up. messed up. And he looks like he's going to. An it's like Earth the equivalent of a. It's like the equivalent of a car like sputtering mm. along the side of a road. Basically. He he looks like he's going to an Earth type planet, which my original thought. It doesn't look anything like it, but my original thought he was going to the Dagobah system. Well, he's in the Dagobah system. He's not going to the same planet yeah. that Yoda was, but like he's in that system. Is my original thought, and then 
Oh, like it, the can't remember her name. Like the head Mandalorian. The like, voiceover from last season comes about the main Mandalorian lady talking to uh, Mando about taking Baby Yoda to find his child. Yeah, the child. We're the child podcast. It's not Baby Yoda is the child. child. Baby Yoda, but sometimes we, you have to it call is, it Baby yeah. Yoda. But it's addicting to say Baby Yoda. Basically, uh, she's talking, and the whole time you're just getting like, um, flat, not flashbacks, but you're seeing just like flashes of things that are kind of happening throughout the season. Like he's walking through an ice cavern. You see, oh, Cardoon and the other guy, the head of the Bounty Hunters Guild from last season. I can't remember his name. Um, it's not Grief Karga. You do see Grief Karga in it. I don't think so. Grief Karga died, didn't he? No, he's in it. Okay, well, then I missed that. <laughs> um, him and the girl. Uh, can't remember her name, but Cara Dune. Yeah, it's him. It's her. That's Grief not Cargo. Grief, no, Grief Cargo was the bad guy, wasn't he? No, Grief Cargo's the good. Yeah, yeah. Guy. The, okay, the, never mind. Then I was right. Um, and then you see a cut of Sabine looking at. And if you have never seen Rebels or Clone Wars, you won't know who this is. It's somebody from the Clone Wars and the Rebels. She was, um, she, I believe she was actually a Mandalorian. No, she 100% was a Mandalorian from the original, like, trilogy Clone Wars Mandalorians. That's her? Yeah, that's Sabine. She was the last person. The one where they, like, sucked the life out of her in two in the second episode? Uh, I don't think of so. The prequels? Okay. I was thinking of the. Uh, no, no, no. Where no, she gets no. shot with a dart by no, Boba Fett. Her. I no. thought that was her. I was about to be no. mind blown. I believe, I could be wrong because I haven't seen Rebels, but I believe she's the last person known to actually have the Darksaber until Moff Gideon at the end of season one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. So her and Ahsoka are like really good friends. Um,. So we see her, we know Ahsoka's going to be in this, we know Boba Fett's going to be in this, we already made our incredible hot take that it's going to be Cap- Commander Cody or Captain Rex is also going to be in this because of the character oh, that plays Boba that, Fett. Yeah, we did take that. Um, and then, I mean, there's one thing that I want to talk about, but about like the ice caves, but there's this one scene with the child and... Basically, this one-eyed monster is talking to Mando, and he's like, yeah, I know who you are, blah, 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 blah. And then everybody cocks their guns. Uh, Baby Yoda presses the button on his little egg, and it closes, and then Mando kills everybody. What do, what do they call those uh, the little darts he has? Because uh, the head Mando that makes all the uh, weapons for him and like armor for him. She made those in the, fr- and then he used all of them in the, fr- and then he's gonna get more. Yep. I can't remember what they call them, but it's a sick name. It's, it's a sick like, name, uh, yeah. it's like some insect or like bees or like yeah, wasps I was thinking or like, whistle, some- like whistling needle or some shit like yeah, that. something like I can't that. Remember. But that's the that's the scene I want to talk about in this trailer most of all because he walks into what's clearly like an underground boxing match. Did you notice? The dumpers on the two guys fighting. I mean, they make Elastigirl look flat. Bro, these guys <laughs> these guys look like straight up sumo wrestlers with battle axes. They looked like it, <laughs> it looked like the music video for WAP. 
in that, fu- <laughs> in that fucking ring, dude. They have absolute dump truck asses. That was my biggest takeaway. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. But, uh... <laughs> oh, man. I'm super excited for this season. All right. He's a lot. You ready for this? Go. Anybody that's played Jedi Fallen Order, you know who I'm talking about. There's theories that Cal Kestis is going to be in this season. Because the ice caverns look exactly like Ilum. Ilum is a main place that you go to. In So Ilum is in Clone Wars where they go and find their, star, their lightsaber crystals. Ilum is in Jedi Fallen Order where he goes and finds a second crystal so he can fix his lightsaber. Ilum is Starkiller base from the the sequel trilogy. So it would make sense that he goes to Ilum because Yoda had like, I think had a special connection with Ilum. Uh, he was like, I don't know. Anyways. It was like Yaddle, like not from there, but like, was it some of the Yaddle? I don't remember yeah. Yaddle, Yaddle. I don't know enough about her. All I know is I hope it's Ilum and I really hope Cal Kestis actually comes into this season. Because um, Cameron Monahan, I think is his last, his last name. He plays Cal Kestis. And he, the story behind Cal, if you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, is he was uh, an apprentice during Order 66. He was on uh, Venator, um, which is the big like star cruisers that they have. Um, Order 66 happens. His... Um, master dies, gives him his lightsaber, and then he starts working as a junker. Um, and then the Inquisitors come and find him uh, after the third movie. And then his whole plan, his whole mission is to find a codex that has all of the new Jedi that are going to be. So, I 100% with all that because he's a really really interesting jedi and then you can bring a couple other ones in there like uh, cordova mm-hmm. and people like that but um i saw something there's a rumor about mando season two that they are going to write mando out of the show which when they came out with the idea for mando or like they said they're gonna do it it's two seasons they yeah. said that straight up it's gonna be two seasons of mando and then I saw a rumor that they're gonna write him out, and like they're gonna keep going on with the show. I I call bullshit. What I think is gonna happen because obviously from the trailer, if you watch the trailer, he's trying to reunite the child with its own kind, Jedi. Je- Jedi. They say it in yeah the they, trailer. Yeah, straight up. There was like old fights between Mandalorian and Jedi, and he's like, "You expect me to take this child into like two enemies? An basically. enemy sorcerer? Yeah." yeah. Because, yeah. So, what I think is going to happen, well, my 100% hope is going to happen, is he's going, at some point, Mando will be, like, not written out of the show, but, like, he's out of the show, and the new Kenobi series is coming up. Same show. Keeps going. Just flips to Kenobi being the main character. Somehow, like, Kenobi is going to be in this show. See, I heard Kenobi was like a four to six episode thing. 
that's that's fine. As but, but I, I want think... I want Kenobi to somehow show up into this show. Like maybe he finds the Jedi or finds. Well, like... Kenobi would be Force Ghost. He's alive. No, he's not. Is Mando he is after the original trilogy. Oh shit! Yeah, that just poked an entire hole in my thought. I totally forgot. I because I. I think we. I know Ahsoka. it's after. No, it's after three, like the original three. And when yeah. I think about it, I think three is the prequel, yeah. and that's what. Damn it, because that's what I wanted was it just to keep going, like, and they. Oh. Because Yoda, baby Yoda, would be an adult at the end of the. But would he sequel though? trilogy? Yes. The if age. it's but one, that's not Yoda. Baby Yoda. Whatever, but like, I mean, child. but like that—that's not him. I know. So like, but he's—he's he's fifty and he's still like a baby. Yeah. So like, but there's so there's a whole there's a whole timeline and it's like by the by doesn't the, make sense. By the time they turn a hundred, they're like fully grown. But isn't Yoda only like three hundred and fifty oh, no, 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 no. years old? If it did, that that I'm not even gonna get into that because that no, Yoda's like nine hundred years old. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. At least a little bit, not really still, but, because if he's 50 and still a baby, that math still okay. doesn't add up, because then they only live, like, dog years. The math here, though, is I actually believe he's 75 at the end of the sequel trilogy. Baby Yoda would be 75 if you go through all, like, all the math and everything. Which, But he was also, he would have been born the exact same year as Anakin. He's born the born same in, in twos. And always come in twos. That'd be insane. I hope he's I, I don't want see, I'm not a huge fan of like I like I love Star Wars, but the Jedi Order is a bunch of hypocrites and mm. I think you need passion. Which is maybe the best thing about the Star Wars trilogy is that the good guys aren't even like you can dis- you can disagree with them completely. They're yep. the Jedi are full of fucking shit. Oh, absolutely. They're just Cool. Which is why, and they don't kill people yeah, out of anger. Which That's is like, why Luke burning all the books in, uh, just forgot the name of it. It's eight. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Really loved that because the Jedi are full of shit, like we said. Which yeah, yeah I mean, I, you and I really disagree on that <laughs> on that movie. See, but I don't think that was his actual intention in burning the books. But that's beyond yeah they didn't explain luke's downfall well enough and it made me very very mad yeah there is some inferencing had to be on my part what i did was more like inferencing to make it make sense to me but you're right they didn't explain it very well at all anyways i'm not gonna get into that (laughs) we can talk about the last jedi for an hour and a half it's terrible i hate it so much disagree but that's about it for mandalorian i mean we're gonna see ahsoka we're gonna like we already talked about and all that shit um, I'd love to see Cal, first of all, because he has one of the most badass lightsabers in the universe. Spoiler alert for Fallen Order, so if you haven't played this and care to play it, don't listen. But he's a double-bladed lightsaber that he can detach part way and use it as two single-blade lightsabers, and it's the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen because he'll like throw one side of it and still be fighting people with the other side and then catch it and reattach and then use the double blade and then cut it again and then 
do like a sweeping move with one spinning below him and one uh, spinning above him. Disagree. Doesn't have the best lightsaber in the universe because you just brought it up the episode where they go to Ilum. Ilum. Um, that little Wookiee kid. Oh, the makes wooden. the wood handled lightsaber. That is so fucking that cool. A, that is such, such a cool underrated moment in that whole series. That little Wookiee. It's the coolest lightsaber on the planet, or in the universe. I mean, visually, yes. Functionality, yeah. yeah no. no, functionality, his is yeah. sick. Because, I mean, not not the first time I saw... What Once Maul's lightsaber gets cut in half by Kenobi, you realize, like, that's stupid as shit. That's a really dumb, like, blade to have. It's really not, like, convenient yep. at all, like... That would happen. It technically needs two. It would need two kyber crystals. Yeah, to be. Which is what Cal's is, but Darth Maul's was one. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So Cal's like cracks, and then he can split it into two, which Mm -hmm. is what gives him the ability to have the two blades Mm -hmm. separated. But yeah, that's it. Mando, Mando, right? So good. I'm so excited for it. Johnny Favs, baby. Johnny Favs and is he doing Kenobi? Is Johnny Favs doing Kenobi? No, but I think he's like the creative like director. Producer. Deborah Cho, is I he, believe, is, is her he name. producer. At least I don't. I think so. Okay. I'm not sure, but Deborah Cho is the one that directed Episode Three yep. of The Mandalorian, yep. which is a great episode, which is one of the best episodes. So I have a lot of faith for that. And that's it. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to give us a follow on Spotify. Make sure to give us a follow on Twitter at Luke underscore McDermott. Come on. This is so easy. At Drew Grill 38. Nailed it. I'm you insane. got it this time. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm just so smart. <laughs> if you have more things that you want us to talk about, let us know. One thing that we didn't get to is I'm pretty sure Black Widow is going to be delayed again, which is an F and So. Whoa, that, that reminds me. We'll talk about this at a later point. I just want to put it in the listener's ear. We were talking about new movies coming out off the pod, and I brought up how James Bond's finally going to get released. And this man sitting across me looked me right in the eyes and said, I don't care. Never fighting words. We're going to talk about that at some point. Maybe. I just James Bond is not on my, like, on the top of my list of movies. He's so mad. I mean, every movie is the same. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not at all the same. They're pretty close. This is a movie franchise that dates back to the '60s. That's still going today. That people still want to see. You're just wrong. I mean, so's Batman. Yeah. Doesn't mean all those movies are good. Flat wrong. I mean, Batman's been. Yeah. Okay. Val Kilmer Batman was terrible. That's it. Bat. I mean, Ben Affleck wasn't very good. Nah. He did the best he could. That's not a good <laughs> fucking excuse, and you know it. Bitch. <laughs> All right, we might have we might have to get into this next fucking episode, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Wish you were beer.